Thank you for joining us for this episode of Turf Dudes brought to you by Harold's. This is your host, Jack Harold III. Our Turf Dudes are reaching out to industry leaders and game changers to discuss what they're seeing out there. If you have a topic suggestion or know of a Turf Dude with innovative work in the field we should feature, please let us know at turfdudes@heralds.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Peter Rapoccio, CGCS at Concord Country Club, who discusses labor and staffing challenges facing the golf industry and technology's role in the employment market. Well, welcome to another episode of Turf Dudes. I'm your host, Jeff Atkinson. I'm, I'm joined by Peter Rapoccio, su- superintendent at Concord Country Club in Concord, Mass., and Greg Nickel, uh, vice president of sales and northern operations at Harold's as well. So welcome, guys. Thanks for, Good thanks for joining Good morning. me. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning, thanks Jeff. Appreciate it. So let's... um. First, introduce yourself, uh, Pete. You're uh, vice president of the Golf Course Superintendents Association of New England. In addition to being a, um, in addition to your superintendent roles, and also the vice president of the New England Regional Turfgrass Foundation. So, we're recording live today at the New England Regional Turfgrass Conference and Shows. So, you're pretty ingrained and involved in the ongoings of what we're doing here today. So, I guess introduce yourself and kind of tell us, you know, how the show is going and. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Peter Rapoccio, uh, superintendent at Concord, uh, Country Club in Concord, Mass. I've been there uh, actually entering my 10th season. Uh, time flies. Um, but it's, it's been great. Um, and, you know, certainly uh, welcome to the show. We're glad, um, we're glad you're here. Glad all the uh, other supporters and vendors are here as well. And uh, looking for a, uh, a good turnout. We had, uh, you know, a good pre-registration of uh, uh, attendees for our you know, conference and seminars. Uh, yesterday was a busy day. Today looks like the show is um, going to be great. The education this morning was uh, a lot of people in it, and um, trade show looks, you know, busy, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. So it's uh, it's good. We're uh, you know thankful for all the support. It helps raise um, money in, in dollars for research for uh, you know sports turf managers and uh, golf courses as well for our, our three universities. So we're uh, really proud of that, and I hope to continue uh, those efforts moving forward. So it's a little bit different format this year, right? We've uh, I guess traditionally had. Trade shows on, on more days than what we have. Yeah, this the, year. yep. The uh, little condensed trade show. You know, looked at the show. It's been 20 years now. Um, got most of our feedback from vendors, um, and you know, looking at the try to you know mix things up. You know, sometimes change can be a good thing. And um, you know, looking at trying to get Thursday. Where we got a great day education lined up on Thursday. Um, so we have trade show hours on Thursday as well. Um, and I think, you know, feedback from everything we've gotten so far and what I've seen yesterday was great. A lot of uh, different companies and vendors were able to provide, um, you know, uh, hospitality last night at different places, which I think was great and give people the opportunity to come down early. Um, you know, from your perspective, I would assume it's probably, uh, you know, a welcome change. And, you know, um, it's been good so far. The feedback has been positive. So good. we're excited to, right. you know, go through the right. event and see what, uh, see what everyone's feedback is at the end of the show and, and kind of reevaluate and go from there. I always like this show. This show is it's the kickoff of the spring, right? So we all, we find ourselves, it's like deja vu, here we go again. But it's that, that, that kickoff, like, all right, you know, the snow's going to lift and, yep. and uh, spring's right around the corner. So uh, before we get into, uh, you know, some of your future management practices, t- tell the listening audience a little bit about your, your previous history and, and then uh, how you cut your teeth on becoming a turf manager. Sure. Um, well, you know, I might... My background started, um, you know, before I was born. I grew up the son of a superintendent. My dad was a superintendent wow. down in uh, Connecticut, uh, Silver Spring Country, for um, 39 years. So this is kind of kind of all I've ever done, uh, so to speak. Um, you know, started caddying on a golf course when I was eight, nine years old. Worked my way to, you know, 
doing the range tee divots, brushing tennis courts, um, you know, all the all the stuff yeah. you, know, you can do. And then um, kind of just fell in love with it. You know, I loved going to work with my dad. I thought that was one of the coolest things um, I got to do. So, you know, kind of just wanted to follow in his footsteps and um, you know, got to work some, um, some pretty good internships around, you know, the Met area. I get to work for Joe Alonzi at um, Westchester, Larry Pacal at Woodway. Um, get to do one for my father. And, um, you and know, you're, it was and you're a Hokie, right? I'm a Virginia Tech grad, yeah. And so uh, we had a rough night last night. Uh, basketball <laughs> loss was tough, but, um, you know, it was uh, Virginia Tech was uh, an opportunity to kind of go somewhere different and learn, uh, you know, learn some southern grasses, learn some, you know, northern grass as well, which was a great experience. And, um, you know, from there I was able to kind of, I wanted to kind of do my own thing a little bit, get out of the Met. So I was able to, um, fortunate enough to get out to Oakland Hills, um, get a job out at uh, out there. Um, back in like 2002, we actually uh, we had the USAM and the Ryder Cup in my three years there, which was a lot of fun. I uh, got to work for a great um, great golf course manager, Steve Cook. Um, you know, who was uh, just very very good, very organized, just really detailed guy. I was able to learn a lot from him, and you know, kind of came back to the East, get to see some family. So you know, get to work for Joe again at Westchester for a number of years. Actually lived in the same apartment that this guy lived in. Uh, oh. uh, you know, years after he left, but um, yeah, I swept kind the of floor before. I left. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice you got yeah. your security deposit we, we back. We came to the same ranks. Yes. We did, yeah. yeah. So we cut the cut our teeth kind of in the same uh, same background, and you know, yeah. got a, I was fortunate enough to get up to Concord in 2010, and been up there since. So it's been uh, it's been good. I, you know, I can't imagine doing anything else in my life. I certainly love the golf course and love being a superintendent, so it's, it's been good. And where you're at now at Concord Country Club, I know I visited with you with Greg there uh, several, a few months ago now, but it's a unique history as well there, a uh, storied property with Donald Ross as a architect. I mean, just a great property that you're at now. So 10 years there, uh, how has the facility changed? How has it evolved in, in your time? You know, I've been fortunate. The um, membership's been great. They're very supportive of... Um, you know, improving the golf course. Um, one of the things we did, one of the biggest things we did is we built a um, brand new maintenance facility. Um, we did uh, an environmental management center and a, a grounds management center where we have, you know, we're able to provide housing. Um, we have storage for all of our equipment. We have a uh, completely self-contained a mix and load, wash area, fuel, um, uh, grass clipping, recycling, all that's kind of in the, in the same building, um, which has been a huge asset, um, you know, for help you know, um, morale for staff, but also attracting new staff, attracting talent to come to the, um, come work for us. And, um, you know, the closest has been great. I mean, um, we're always looking at ways to improve the golf course in terms of, you know, infrastructure, you know, drainage, bunkers, uh, you know, working off a master plan that we have, all those good things. And, you know, the future's bright. We have, um, we're looking at doing a new irrigation system. Um, hopefully next year we have a, we just uh, recently uh, hired Andrew Green, um, who's going to be our golf course architect to our master plan, um, which hopefully we'll have this year, and um, it should be good. We're looking forward to, uh, you know, to the months and years ahead. Yeah, so what, what type of challenges do you do you deal with on a day-in-day-out basis at your facility? Well, if you, Speaking uh, of challenges, do you want to relive uh, 2018? I was just going to say, uh, the rain uh, last year was uh, oh, man. a little bit of a challenge. It was an interesting... Yeah. Uh, interesting year. Um, you know, a lot of... We, we, did, uh, we have a, a brook that runs through our golf course, uh, Jenny Dugan Brook, and... You know, it backs into the Sudbury River, so when that backs up, we flood out, and um, you know, we had, we were wet for a long time. But um, you know, like anything, uh, you know, adversity brings opportunity. So there's always ways to look at those things and say, hey, how can we, how can we improve it? How can we fix it for the next time? And um, you know, our challenge is probably no different than most. You know, we deal with the same, you know, same same insects, same, you know, pathogens. I think one of the biggest challenges we have is, you know, is in moving forward is, is the labor. 
um, is staffing. You know, finding good, you know, quality people um, is one thing. And then also having those quality people is being able to, to keep them and, you know, keep them working for you and uh, keep them in the system. I think it's been, um, it's been tough um, in terms of just, you know, there's not a lot of people. When I was kind of growing up in the ranks, um, you know, internships were hard to come by. I mean, oh, absolutely. You, you, you know, you got an internship, you were, you were fortunate. I mean, there was, there was a lot of interns. There was a lot of, um, a lot of people looking for jobs, assistance jobs. Now it seems like you know it's kind of gone the other way. Um, there's a lot more opportunity. If you're if you can get one intern, I think you're you're very fortunate. Um, so, you know, I think the labor staffing challenge is going to be a big thing moving forward. Um, and I, I don't think it's just in terms of golf course. I, we experience it club wide as well. I mean, you know, in the pro shop, in the wait staff, um, in the kitchen, the pool. And I think industry wide, that seems to be the kind of the trend is being able to find uh, find good people and be able to get them in the door. It's you look at job boards today and you see assistant jobs that are available. You, you talk to superintendents like yourself and others, and there are just assistant jobs all over the place that are available. And I, kind of to your point, I don't know that that was always the case in years gone by. So there's not as many bodies coming out of the turf programs to, to fill those positions. But. No, I, I correct. I think um, I think the numbers are certainly down. I mean, when I went to school, I think we had. 80 people in the turf program in the four year and two year, I, you know, I would be hard pressed to find. I don't think they're anywhere near those levels now. Um, but you know, then again, it's it's you know, it's different different environment. But you know, you look at it the other side as as years go by, we're going to have an opportunity for a lot of young superintendents as we have attrition through the superintendent ranks just from retirement or other reasons. That there's a lot of bright opportunities for younger guys moving forward. I believe as yeah. well. Yeah, I think it, that's, that's certainly a positive of it. Yeah. Well, Peter, what, what is it that you're doing? So obviously labor, a big challenge. I mean, we talk about 2018 was a difficult year as far as rains and disease pressure, weed pressure, et cetera. But um, you, know, you mentioned labor was one of your biggest challenges. What are you, what are you doing? What will you do in 2019 to overcome those challenges in the labor, the, the labor, the labor story that you're talking about? Well, I think, you know, just looking at, you know, it almost seems in some respects you have to hire more people than you actually need because some people start the job and they, they do it for a little while and it's, you know, it's, they don't like it, they move on to something else. Um, and he just tries to find ways to be more efficient. So if there's things you can do on the golf course um, that will help save time, save labor, you know, things whether it's putting a growth regulator out, you know, to control grass clippings on, you know, bunker banks or fairways and, or, you know, if you can sneak, you know, getting a roll instead of a mow on certain days, you might be able to save some people. So I think looking at, you know, just ways to be a little bit more efficient, you know, um, and trying to maximize, you know, what resources you have on the golf course to try to get, you know, what you need to get done. Because certainly the demand isn't changing. Um, Wh you know. Where's your competition for labor coming from? Yeah, I think it's, you know, you go online. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's everywhere. I think, you know, obviously there's other golf courses. Um, municipalities are, you know, hiring. Um, landscapers, um, Different avenues, um, you know. I, I think and is that's, their pay scale significant. I, I yeah, absolutely. I think you know they have a little bit more. You know, it seems that you look at, you know, jobs and you know what it, what do you offer? And I think you know we have landscapers, or you have different. You know, maybe offering X, and you know we're offering Y, and you know I think what sometimes people don't look at is the big picture. Like, yeah, it's you know there is the hourly wage, but you know, what are the other components? You know, is there health insurance? Is there life insurance? Is there dental? Is there benefits? Is there you know, an opportunity to grow within the organization. Is there, you know, what kind of training are you getting? You know, um, those type of things. I think you got to kind of really, now you need to kind of focus on those things and, and communicate those things to prospective employees so you can kind of see, yeah, it's just not about coming in 
and, you know, coming to work and mowing greens and going home. It's about, you know, we're trying to teach you and, you know, give you as much different exposure to different things and try to, you know, educate you. And who knows, you may find one or two people that, well, I really like doing this. You know, how do I pursue a career like this? And you can say, well, I, you know, and that's kind of how you can build it and get more people involved. And, um, you know, that, that's certainly a good thing for, for the industry. So what's worked well for you is finding labor, finding finding help. What avenues do you We've used, uh, we've used everything. You, know, you certainly have your all your, you know, your golf course websites like the TurfNet and, and sure. those type of things. But um, there's Craigslist. There's, you know, there's Indeed. There's um, plenty of, you know, a uh, couple of the other um, list of, you know, job uh, sites. I can't remember off the top of my head. But we've used that. We've used, you know, word of mouth. If we have, a, you know, an individual that works for us and they have a friend or something like that. Or especially summer help. Um, you know, I'm fortunate. I have, uh, in my neighborhood, I get a lot of... Um, People that are in high school, uh, you know, friends of mine, the kids are in high school, so they got a buddy who's got a buddy, so you know, yeah. they'll send somebody it's over and you're one, two, three, yeah. so um, what which about is kind of retirement pool. Any 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 action there as far as folks who are from the retired community coming in and having a part time job? The opportunity is there. We have um, we have a couple guys. Um, certainly, would like a couple more, but um, to try to find it to get, to get into that. Um, you know, that's one of the things we'll, we're going to try to look at. You know, when we're Posting, you know, jobs in the future is, you know, maybe site specific um, to that. Um, you know, the big thing too is people want flexibility. People want to be able to kind of, you know, have a, a schedule and you know be able to from time to time move around with it. So I think you know by trying to find more people, hire more people, be able to be a little bit more flexible. You know, whether it's hey, if you're going to work a Saturday, maybe I give you a day off during the week. So you can get some of your stuff done, like, you know, you've got to go to the bank, you go to the post office, you got to take my kid to the doctor. Whatever it is, you can kind of have a little bit more flexibility to do some of those things. Um, so, I, you know, that's a big thing now, I think, is, you know, um, you know being, being open to, to listen to what, you know, their needs are and try to work with them as best you can. Does your approach on the golf course change, let's say, the, the assumption that you have a limited labor pool, does your approach on the golf course, whether the bunkers get hand-raked or spun out or rough gets mowed, once a week versus twice a week. Do you make any adjustments, or what? What areas of the course do you adjust your maintenance practices to kind of compensate for having less labor? I think I think in the uh, the shoulder seasons we certainly do. Um, you know, we kind of use the weather as a as a guide, but also as a help. You know, I mean, when we get you know in the fall when we're getting you know heavy frost setting in, okay, well we know that well, mowing is probably doesn't you know doesn't need to happen as much as it did. You know, being um, be a diligent looking at the golf calendar, seeing what we have. You know, if we don't have much going on the week, well, then, you know, there's things we can get done on the golf course that may impact play a little bit more because there's not that much play out there, whereas we can, you know, get some other things done. I think, you know, we set a standard. Um, the club certainly has a standard we try to, up, you know, keep. And, you know, uh, a lot of it falls on to get the work done. A lot of it falls on, you know, um, the guys that have been there, the full-time guys, the assistants, uh, myself, um, try to, you know, pick up the slack sometimes if we don't have the labor pool to do that. Um, you know, we... Two, two falls ago, we operated the golf course in September and October with, with nine people, wow. which is interesting. So um, what's, your, what's a full staff for you? In the summertime, um, like 24 people, including okay. myself, mechanic, and assistants. I think that's um, it's a pretty good number. Um, you know, it gives us flexibility. We, we also have to maintain tennis courts, all the grounds, wow. um, you know, all the stuff in the pool. We do a, we have someone that takes care of all the landscaping around the clubhouse and stuff like that as well. So it's all kind of encompassed into that. In the shoulder seasons, um, you know, we'll be down to, you know, 12, 13 guys um, by, by November um, and certainly starting up with that number in about April. So, How about college students that are home for, for the holidays or home for, for summer break? Is that a... Yeah, so actually we have, um, 
we have two two people coming in next week. Um, they're home for spring break and want to come work. So if there's stuff to do and we can get outside, and, um, you know, we we will certainly let them work. And kind do you of use those guys for special projects, or do you putting those guys on a greens mower and letting other guys do projects? Or what, what are you using those? We, we try to rotate and mix it up as much yeah. as we can. Um, you know, certain people are, um, you know, certain people are, are good at certain things. Um, you know, I've always been a big proponent of trying to put people in positions where they're going to be successful. Um, you know, um, so we have new people that we know are good at, you know, certain things we will kind of, you know, foster them into that. But um, we try to mix it up. We try to rotate it, you know, um, so not one person's always sitting on a fairway or one person's always gets to change cups. And um, plus by cross training, a lot of, you know, you have people that don't show up and people call out sick. You're able to kind of plug and play a little bit, but it also gives people a different perspective on, you know, seeing things on the golf course that they might not normally see if they're just doing one particular job. And, you know, sometimes that can be beneficial because it's just another set of eyes of, hey, you know, why does that look like that? Well, it looks like this yeah. because of this, this, and this. Okay. You know? So maybe next time they see the same thing, they kind of have an idea. No. Yep. I remember when we, uh, you know, the good old days in the 90s when we were pushing turf to, to a new level, right? I mean, that's when cutting that an eighth was really low and so the turf was, was going through all these new new challenges and therefore, you know, we had to stay a lot longer. I mean, we were working on godly hours back in the day. Are you still working the same kind of hour overtime that we did? In, yeah, in I think for the most days? part, I mean, we try to we try to mix it up as best we can. And we set schedules where we can give guys every other weekend off or, you know, those type of things. But um, I mean, the hours in the summertime, are, they're there. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can get done. You know, 40 hours is only so much you can get done. Um, and we try to try to get people breaks and get people out of there when we can. But I mean, you know, um, a lot of a lot of things I do. I mean, I get a lot of my work done when everybody goes home at the end of the day too, because they got to get caught up on paperwork. And we, you know, if we we have a couple guys staying late to do you know watering um, or some small project stuff we're catching up on. Um, you know, um, that's that demand is still there um, a little bit. I don't I don't think it's you know as nearly as bad as it once was. But um, you know, there's still still the need to kind of you know get what you need to get done and. So let's talk a little bit about balance. So, you know, we mentioned how much you have on your plate as far as, you know, you're the VP of this association, VP of that association, certified golf course superintendent. You're the go-to guy at Concord Country Club and your dad. So, yeah. you know, I know we talked last night, you had mentioned that uh, mama's going away on a trip and then and you're yeah, in charge. Yeah, well, so. well, you know, being a dad's probably, that's the, that's the most thing I'm proud of um, in my life. But, um, yeah, so uh, my wife's great. I'm extremely fortunate. Um, I think it takes a... Uh, a very special woman to be, you know, married to a superintendent. And, we'll make sure she hears this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Record it, send it to her. So how do you, how do you, how do you have that balance? You know, you, it, do you force I, yourself to say, all right, I'm done? For I, I probably don't do a good enough job as I should, but, uh, but I try to, I try to, uh, you know, get involved. Um, fortunately, my kids' schools are six, seven minutes down the road. So if they have something in, in class during the day or present day, you know, like a celebration or something, I make sure I try to zip over there and, and, and see that. Um, and, you know, I make sure to try to, take one of the kids, you know, at least one day a week, one day every other week and just spend some one-on-one -on -one with them and try to build, you know, that type of relationship um, and, um, you know, spend as much time with them as I can. I mean, um, you know, it's funny, they, they grow up fast. I mean, my daughter's she's 10 and she's going to be, I mean, in eight years she'll be out of the house, you know, off to school, which is, which is pretty wild. So, um, so, you know, just trying to find the balance to do that and, you know, spend time with, with them and spend time with my wife. I think, um, you know, it's certainly it's important something we do and, I'll get uh, I'll get a whole lot of time with them. Like my wife's actually going away. Um, for actually the f 
sad as it is, first time ever for her without the kids. Um, wow. She may not four days. Back. Yeah. She may not. She might just say, yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> Have a good one. Which is fine. Don't blame her. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I say my hair would fall out, but it's already gone. So I don't know what, what's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, but it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, do the kids have any interest in coming out to the golf course with you and seeing what dad does on a daily basis? Uh, my son does. I, I take him a lot of times in the weekends, um, you know, in the, in the afternoons. He'll come and uh, ride around with me. And it's been yeah. great because he, he kind of gets a – kind of knows some of the guys and the staff. And yep. last year he helped us pull uh, pull covers off. Um, How old is he? Uh, he's eight. Okay. So, uh, you know, we'll give him, a, you know, odds and ends stuff. So yep. he, he really enjoys it. So, um, you know, that's been good. And uh, my daughter's not so much, but um, – you know, maybe maybe they'll get there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Eight years she'll be making the college decision and out the door. So, yeah. if we have any other questions from a from a crowd, I think that we have. No, you, uh, you can go ahead. Microphones. Any question? You just talk. Is it working? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I actually do have a question, and I'll see if anybody else does. So, today with uh, with with the technology, right? These special devices here with a blessing and a curse. Um, how do you manage that with your staff? I mean, all these kids who come to work for you, I'm sure that's part of what they do and they're on Facebook and other social media and they got texting and all that thing. How do you manage that? Do you allow them to have their phones? Do you use it as a tool? Are they not supposed to use it while they're working? It's um, yeah, it's, it's a balance, I think, with anything. We try to, you know, there's certain policies in place that the club has. And members are, you know, certainly not using a phone on the golf course. You know, that's one of those things we you know, obviously discourage as best we can, but... Um, you know, people do have them, um, you know, uh, we try to keep them on vibrate, those type of things. Um, they are handy from time to time because someone will have a question and they send you a text. And you're like, all right, well, you know, that's 15 minutes I just saved. You got to come all the way back in. So, um, like you said, they're a blessing and a curse in a lot of respects. Um, do, you, do you utilize the, the job boards, the, the electronic job boards, some, some that you utilize? looked into it a little bit. We haven't uh, fully got into it yet, but probably going to kind of continue to uh, do that, um, you know, in the future. So along those same lines of technology questions, there's, you know, we, the whole world of robotic mowers and GPS mowers and GPS sprayers and all those things. I mean, do you see that influence in your management style in the coming years? Yeah, and it, certainly anything's possible. I mean, it, it, you know, the more, um, the more people use them, the more research there is on them, I think it'd be worth... Uh, Certainly worth investigating, especially if you know the labor, um, the labor shortages are still there. Um, the robots are pretty fascinating. Yeah, um, they are. It's kind of an interesting concept. Um, you know, as it grows and develops into, you know, goes from greens to maybe something bigger. I think that would be kind of, uh, kind of neat um, to look at and see. Um, In fact, there's one on the other side of that curtain that's a front deck mower that's a GPS robot, which is interesting to yeah to see how that will evolve over time. Yeah, and the GPS uh, spraying is very interesting too. Um, you know, you really can pinpoint your locations and pinpoint your sprays, and you know, start looking at that. I mean, that's probably saves some dollars over time if you can, you know, cut down on the, as much waste as you can. It's yeah, maybe an application or two, and you know, if you can save save money, that's resources you can put in other things on the golf course. Or we look at the environmental message that we have as well, or not message, but the responsibility that we have as golf course managers, and also in our the role that we play. As well, you know, if we're limiting applications or making applications only to the areas that we're intending to make applications to, uh, the more control we have over that, I think, the better from that. Oh, absolutely. Message. Especially if you're, you know, you start looking at, you know, golf courses that are abutting, you know, wetlands or, you know, you have uh, riverfront, you know, buffer zones, you have um, vernal pools, all those things are uh, very important to kind of maintain yep. and absolutely. Uh,
Well, anything else you have, Greg? Thanks for spending time with us, Pete. Oh, we thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Uh, labor is an issue that we see more, more and more conversations about, and something that's not going to go away in the in the near future. So, uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. And, thanks for having uh, me. Appreciate it. You are very welcome. Well, Enjoy the rest of your uh, show. Yeah, we will. It's a uh, great attendance. Very crowd. Uh, a lot of folks have showed up uh, in the last uh, couple hours. So, be a good day. Well, um, thanks for thanks Thank for coming you. and. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Turf Dudes. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Turf Dudes. To send Harold's Turf Dudes team your questions or comments or to be featured in an upcoming episode, reach out to us at Turf Dudes on Twitter or by email to turfdudesatheralds.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music or tune in directly at www.turfdudes.com. Send us your questions to at turfdudes on Twitter or by email to turfdudes at heralds.com. Turf Dudes is spelled T-U-R-P-H-D-U-D-E-S.